This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. And quickly we'll go to the word of the Lord this morning from the book of John chapter 20. And we'll be reading the scripture from verses 1 down to verse 8. Still in the season of the resurrection power and also believing that everything and all things are working for my good. I think someone will say that this morning, everything is working for my good. Some people are not very sure, but you can join your faith with the person close to say, everything is working for my good. The first day of the week, I met Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark unto the sepulchre and see the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Then she run it and come it to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, thus John, and said unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth, and that other disciple, John, and came to the sepulchre. So they ran both together, but as they were running, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulchre. And she and he stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloth lying, yet went he not in. And come, then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulchre and see the linen cloth lie and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen cloth, but wrapped together in a place by itself separately verse 8 then went in also the other disciples John which was forced to the sepulchre and he saw and believed hallelujah I say and he saw and he did what and he believed father we thank you this morning Holy Spirit of God we pray that you breathe upon this word and let it give us life indeed in the name of Jesus we pray, King of glory, that you show us the will and the counsel in your own will for us to be able to express them as you wish in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Hallelujah. This morning I've come to declare unto someone in the house, not in the tomb. Not in, in the tomb. We don't have all the time this morning, but I crave your indulgence for this little minute for you to pay a very rapt attention to what God is about to speak to you. Because I believe this word will change our life for good. This word will transform us for good. This word will do a renewing of our mind that will bring us to the will and the counsel of God concerning us. Hallelujah. Christ's resurrection is a realistic history that is undeniable. It's a reality. Sometimes when we read some historical, you know, uh, experiences, it's as if maybe some of them, uh, they might come in parable. They might not be something that really happened. But this morning, I want to tell you that Christ's resurrection was what was a realistic history that is undeniable. And we can see in the scripture, if you look at the account of Christ's resurrection, it was reported by all the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. But it was only John that was physically present at that site. 
according to the scripture. Many of them, they wrote it according to the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and as God has given them counsel. But for the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the only one out of the four gospels that was present, that, was, that, that wrote this uh, experience, was John. And that is why it's very important for us to look deeply to what God did at the resurrection. For some of us, all that we've known, all that we've seen, all that we've experienced, and what really makes so much importance to us was about the rolling away of the stone. But that was not all that happened at resurrection. And this morning, we can see the account of three principal and key personality that witnessed what happened at resurrection. The first was Mary Magdalene. The second was John the Beloved. And the third was Peter. Hallelujah. So Mary Magdalene got very early in the morning. It was still very dark. And I thought it maybe, oh, it must have re- she must have remembered that Jesus Christ said, I'm going to die and on the third day I'm going to ro- rise again. And so she went very, very early to go and see if truly Jesus Christ was risen. If truly this Jesus, what he has promised and said and the prophecy that have gone forth is a reality. Is it real that Jesus was risen? And she got to the sepulcher. All she saw was the rolling away of the stone. All she saw was that the tomb was open. I was expecting her to be so joyous. I was expecting her to be excited that truly the prophecy has come to pass. But instead, she ran back in haste. She ran and she went to meet the two other disciples. She called them and said, John, Peter, come. Our master has been stolen. The dead body is no more in place. What's supposed to be the victory that Jesus Christ has done? The Bible says she saw. And in Greek word, that word saw in that contest just means to glance. So she glanced at the sight. She couldn't look in depth to what has happened. She couldn't see beyond just glancing. And many of us around us today, Christ has done so marvelous work. The victory of the existence of our God is so paramount and everybody can see. But because every time we only take a glance, we cannot see in depthly the victory that Jesus Christ has done. The moving of the stone was a reality that Jesus was risen. It was not a depressing activity that Christ has been stolen away. She ran back in haste and says it's the third day. Christ supposed to be risen. But lo and behold, his body has been taken away. So who took the body? The Roman Empire. Or the disciples themselves. Or the military that were guarding the, 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 the sepulcher. Christ has been taken away. It was like from fry pan to fire. We saw our Lord being beaten. We saw him on the cross with his side open. And we saw him, the blood gushing out. That was a gory sight. Bad enough that he's now buried. But lo and behold, 
Our master has been stolen. He's no more in the grave. He's been stolen. And quickly, both of them start running. They start running. John the beloved being the younger. The Bible says what? He outran Peter. And he ran to get to see. Where is that sight that the Lord is, has been taken away? This morning, I've come to announce to someone in this room. I've come to announce to someone online this morning. That your Lord is not stolen. That your Lord is alive. Hallelujah. I say your Lord is not stolen. Your Lord is alive. Hallelujah. Even in the midst of that confusion. You've taken a glance but you can't see in depthly what is happening. You can't really fix it to know what exactly God is about to do. But son of God don't be dismayed. Don't run away in haste. Your God is not stolen. He is alive. Hallelujah. 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 He said he's stolen. And suddenly Peter also got, uh, John got there. And he looked. He saw the stone roll away. He was able to peep through the tomb. Maybe it was rolling, rolled away and Christ is still lying in the tomb. He couldn't see Christ in the tomb. But he saw something clearly. He saw the cloth that was there. The Greek word interpretation was not different from the first one that Mary Magdalene saw. It was just a glance. They glanced at it. But they couldn't see anything different. And as believers this morning, I want to encourage us. That if we continue to look in the high of the world. And we can't see anything different from what they are seeing. We can't achieve anything beside what they've achieved. For us to see the glory of the Lord. For us to see the manifestation of that prophecy and the promise in which God has promised us. For us to experience the victory that was gotten to us at Calvary, at resurrection. We must see beyond what they see. Hallelujah. We must see beyond what they see. And that should influence our activity and our action. That should be able to bless us to the place of making sure that we get the promise. We refuse to be discouraged like others. Because what everything around us is highly discouraging. We refuse to be depressed like others. Because we can see beyond what they can see. John couldn't see beyond what Mary Magdalene saw. That is true. He just came to confirm at the foresight. Is it true what Mary said? That the master is stolen. He came to confirm it. I was expecting that John, with his closeness to Jesus, to be able to see something beyond what Mary saw. I was expecting for him to remember all the promises that Christ has said. If he's not in the tomb, there's only one reality. He's risen and he's alive. Hallelujah. I say if he's not in the tomb, there is only one reality. That what is risen and he's alive. He's not dead. Tomb is a dead place. 
Tomb is a place of sorrow. Tomb is a place of gnashing of teeth. But let me tell you this morning. In the midst and inside that tomb lies our victory and our reality. Hallelujah. I say in the, even in the midst of that tomb lies our victory and our reality. It's not to, t- to make us depressed. It's not to join in, the, in, in a pity party. It's to draw us closer to that reality that is alive. Amen. Is alive. Oh, Jesus is alive. Oh, forever. Can we say it more victoriously? Say, He's alive. He's alive. I don't know the chorus you've been singing this morning, but this is a new song for you this morning. Oh, your God is not dead and is out of the tomb. Say, For forever. For the last time, is a prophetic song to you and to that situation. Say, He's alive. Amen. Is alive forever. Is alive. Amen. Hallelujah. And suddenly, the third character arrived as the sepulchre. The Bible also said that he saw. So there are about four saw. If you read your scripture very well, Mary Magdalene saw. John saw. All right. Peter saw, and then John saw again. Hallelujah. But the word that was used in the Greek word for the third scene of the third character is to look attentively. And you can see the detail as it was recorded in the scripture. So he came. He saw that a stone was rolled away. He looked attentively into the tomb. He didn't just see that Christ was missing from the tomb. Hallelujah. Maybe you should read quickly his account in that scripture. Verse verse 6. Verse 6. He says, Then cometh Simon Peter following him, following John now, and went into the sepulchre, and see the light, the linen cloth lie, and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen cloth, but wrapped together in a place by itself. He looked in depthly. He didn't just look to see that Christ was missing. He didn't just look that the linen, the, the, the linen cloth was there. He imagined how they were folded. He saw the clothes that Jesus Christ was wearing that, that, that the time he was buried. Neatly folded in place. And he noticed something also. When they bury the dead, they, only just, they don't just only cover their body. They also use a linen to cover their eyes. He also n- noticed that the napkin that was covering the face of Jesus Christ was neatly folded this time around not with the cloth 
but separately. Now, this is a mystery. If it was stolen, they wouldn't leave the clothes behind. If it was stolen, they wouldn't neatly fold the clothes. If it was, even the disciple that came, maybe there was a conspiracy theory and they stole Christ away. They wouldn't leave that cloth behind. Remember, it was the same cloth that they were casting lots for them to know who is going to take it in the first place. But the way it was folded showed that it was not an accidental happening. It was not just something that happened by chance. There was an intentional activity that had taken place on the third day when they got to the tomb. So what Peter saw was not just the reality that the, that the stone was rolled away. He saw that truly my God is risen. He saw that my God is alive. It's supposed to be a sad sight. The story has gone around the city that Christ has been stolen. It was in CNN and in channels. All the online newspaper, they've added that Christ was, was stolen. That was all that everybody could hear. But Peter did something deeper. He looked deeper and he saw that yes, my God was risen. And let me now say this. We might not be able to take the last account, but let me mention this to us. The power of resurrection can be forceful enough to roll away the stone. It can be gentle enough to provide order even in the tomb. Sometimes we are asking him for the fossil power. The fossil power is available. Sometimes we are asking him for that steel and for that gentle order in all those places that has been disordered in our life. The power of resurrection is available. Let me say this. The rolling of the stone was not to allow Jesus an exit point out of the tomb. Because he's the way and the life and he's the door. Even when he came to see the disciples, he doesn't need any door for him to show forth himself to him. So he could have come out of the tomb without the rolling away the stone. The reason why the stone was rolled away is to leave us and to give us that experience for us to see the mystery he left behind. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. The stone was not rolled away so that it could exist. It's for us to see the mystery in which it left behind. That yes, our God is alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that Jesus is alive this morning? So the sight might look not as you wish. It might look as if everything has crumbled. The news might have gone all places that the economy is nowhere to be found. But if you can look in-depthly, there is something that Christ has left behind for you. And if you can look in-depthly and not like the high of the orders.
you start seeing the manifestation of his glory. Hallelujah. Even as we round up this morning, just one scripture. Book of Matthew chapter 6 and from verse 22. Matthew 6 verse 22. Matthew 6 verse 22 and I read from the Amplified Version. If you can help me with that. Oh, okay, let's do, um, let's do King, James, King James. They say, the light of the body is the high. If therefore thine high be single or be whole or be sound, he says, thy whole body shall be full of light. Verse 23. Verse 23 says, but if thine high be evil or unsound or you can't see very well, he says, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. He says, if therefore the light that is indeed be darkness. How great is that darkness? This morning, the Lord is speaking to someone. It looks as if I'm not doing anything. But it's a confirmation this morning that I'm not working in the now. I've concluded it in the past. Come and see. Open your eyes to see that great experience. Can we just bow here this morning and talk to the Almighty God? And talk to the and say, Father, can it be louder? Say, Father, can it be louder? This is a Father. This morning, open my eyes to see the revelational reality of the victory in which you have for me in Christ Jesus. Can you lift our voice unto heaven and just cry to the most high God? Father, open my eyes to see the revelational reality, the revelational reality of what you have done for me in the name of Jesus, the victory, Father. Just open my eyes to see. Paya dalia le grelinda la bon si pasa dalia le galalia la polinda la bon. Pele grelinda la bon si posso tolia le galaya la paralia. Can you talk to the Almighty God this morning, Lord? I will no more see the stone being rolled away. I will not join them in the evil chorus song, Lord Jesus. But from now onward, I begin to see that revelation and reality. Paya dalia le grelinda la bon si posso tolia. If you don't mind this morning, can you rise up on your feet and take that prayer with the whole of your heart this morning? Very important. If so, Father, please open my eyes to see clearly in the name of Jesus. I will no more see as the world see. I will no more see like they see when it is dark. But Lord Jesus, make my inner eyes to be sound in the name of Jesus. We is crying to the Most High God this morning. We is crying to the Most High, Most High God this morning. I refuse to see as they see in the name of Jesus. Lord, I declare and I know and I acknowledge the victory that I have obtained through Christ in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you the glory. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. All eyes closed, all head bowed this morning. If you're in the house this morning and you don't know him, there is no way the eyes can be open. But this morning, as you give your life to him, you see the realization of that reality. And you begin to experience that victory that he has gotten for you this morning. You just want me to pray with you this morning. Can you just lift up your hands and say, Father, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ this morning. As the Lord and personal Savior of my life, thank you very much. Don't look at the person close to you. You don't have the same problem. So just as our faces are different, the Lord is saying it's available for you to just lift up that hands, lift up that hands, lift up that hands unto Jesus and say with this, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I surrender to you this morning. Be the Lord over my life. Take charge of my life from today, 
Father, control the activity of my life. I will no more dwell in sin. But today, I surrender to you as my Lord and my personal Savior. Father, I thank you. For in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. A resounding amen. A resounding amen. And lastly this morning, as we lift our hands unto heaven, the last prayer, you will talk to the Almighty God and say, Father, say, Father, this morning, I believe and I know that everything around me is working for my good. In the name of Jesus, I declare and decree that the resurrection power will be a reality in my life. That the victory, I wish someone would say this louder, that the victory that was given to me at resurrection will be a reality, will be experienced in my career, in my family, in my home, in the name of Jesus. That victory will no more be denied in my life, in the name of Jesus that my life will be a living epistle of the reality that was done at Golgotha in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004. Or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Thank you.